and welcome everybody to the Tuesday before Valentine's Day. So this will be our Valentine's Day episode. I am here with a huge glass of champagne because celebration and love. And I'm also here with my co-host, Suzanne. How are you doing today, Suzanne? I'm doing great. You're right. It's a week before Valentine's Day and it's feels like spring here. The temperatures are good. The sun is shining. I'm loving it. Well, that's a great way to start this episode, just like loving the spring conditions. But didn't the groundhog like see his shadow? Yeah, but I don't think that applies here. I think Arizona doesn't apply to Arizona. (laughs) Everywhere but Arizona. Arizona. Florida and Hawaii, baby. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which makes me very happy. And in Arizona, it's also that feeling of spring is in the air, the snowbirds. which is what we call them, are back. There's a big golf tournament here this weekend. And they're talking about spring training, which was canceled last year. There's been some talk of postponing it, but it always brings people in and the city is buzzing. And so it's fun. So there's energy there, a renewed energy. Yes, there is. Well, there actually couldn't be better time for this renewed energy because we did try to record this episode two days ago. I'm going to throw us under the bus today, but I have a reason why it didn't go well. So we tried to record the episode and we actually had technical difficulties, no surprise, but they weren't because of anything we were doing. It was because of internet connection. Exactly. Yes. So when we got done trying to record the episode, I had sent my friend a message or she actually sent me one that said, how did the recording go? And I said, oh, technical difficulties. They were beyond our control this time. And she reminded me that Mercury is now in retrograde and that does affect communication and technology. Interesting. Yeah. According to countryliving.com, they wrote that astrologers believe that during this perceived backwards motion, technology and communication could get disrupted. I'm blaming it on that. Yeah, well, and there I, you go. Yep, there you go. It it all makes sense now. It sure does. But I'm glad that things are working today. You have a big event coming up this week, don't you? Yes, and it's not Valentine's Day. It's my little grandson's first birthday, and we're gearing up for it already. In fact, my son ordered him a little tyke's car that he can scoot around in and we couldn't wait until his birthday so we got that set up yesterday and uh, what fun he is that is so cute is it the little car that has like the yellow yes. top and the red bottom yes yes and what's so- they still make them the same all these years later they still make them sort of the same and what was so funny about it is they're reading the reviews about this little tyke's car and I'm telling the kids, you don't have to read reviews. Greg loved that car when he was like two. In fact, our neighbors, when he was two years old, had it kind of ditched in the side of their house. No one was using it. And Greg marched over there at the age of two and got in this car and and brought it home. You know, he basically walked it across he the yard. It? He stole it. Yeah. And they laughed. At and two? They, yeah, two. And so then we got him a new one because this one was pretty old and beat up. And so we got him a new one. And yeah, just snapped together. And he got in and he played with it. And then my younger son played with it. We had that thing for years. So it's like reviews, who needs reviews? Well, the reviews all said this thing was a beast to put together. (laughs) So I remember just snapping it together. Oh, my younger son was putting it together yesterday. And they've added a sunroof to it, and they have like an electronics panel. They had a steering wheel, but it's like a movable steering wheel. And I'm like, this kid doesn't need a sunroof. No wonder it's complicated. They made it complicated, and this kid doesn't care. All he wants to do is sit in it and move around like Fred Flintstone. (laughs) So I laughed because it's like... Why do they have to upgrade things? They really don't because a one-year-old doesn't care. Well, when I was hearing your initial description, all I could think was, yeah, why why reinvent the wheel? Like something works and it's worked for 30 years, but they did have to bring it up to modern times. And I guess that includes electronics and a sunroof. Yeah, which is so 
silly. I mean, it's still just a little plastic car, and he wouldn't know if there was the the panel on there that had the speedometer and all of that stuff. He just wants to scoot around in it anyway. Right. His parents know that the the panel is there. Yeah, and the sunroof. <laughs> That's is who it's there. for. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And 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 we were short four screws, of course, because can they ever? <laughs> get it right and get all of the parts in the packaging. No, there were four screws missing, but we, we scrambled, we found four screws lying around the house, but it's put together. He got it a week before his birthday. He's loving it. Well, I love that for him. So how are you celebrating the birthday? What are you doing? Well, we have a theme, of course, and his mom came up with one happy camper and so we have a camping theme going. And of course, grandma got him a tent for his birthday. I haven't given it to him yet. He'll have to wait until his birthday. And we have a little banner for his height chair. And we ordered the smash cake. And we have bets on whether or not he'll smash the cake and he'll eat it. And his parents don't think he'll care about the cake. And I'm like, oh, he's going to care about that cake. <laughs> he's going to love that cake. Hey, the cake's the best part of any birthday, especially that first birthday. I know. So I have to ask with a, a camping thing, did you go with your favorite flavor, s'mores? Well, I don't know because my son ordered the cake and he's not giving away any of the details. So it could be s'mores, but there is a s'mores theme kind of repeating itself. I'll just say that. <laughs> I cannot wait to see the pictures of this little guy's first birthday. And I am sending out huge wishes for that birthday. Oh, I'm going to give him hugs and kisses from you because he is going to love it. And we wish we could have a huge, big birthday party, but maybe for his second birthday. <laughs> or maybe it could be a half birthday this year. Maybe things will be better, you know, six months down the road and you could celebrate half birthday. Yeah, there we go. But that's really not why we're here. No, it's not. We have to talk about Valentine's Day. Yes, I'm so excited about Valentine's Day. But before we move on, I just have to shout out because yesterday was actually Cameron's birthday, my oldest son. So happy birthday, Cameron. Oh, happy birthday, Cameron. I'm sure he doesn't listen, but just <laughs> in case he decides to. Oh, do you, and do you know how he celebrated his birthday? low-key. He, yeah. He's worried also about uh, going out. So just a low-key birthday. So maybe he'll have to have that half birthday celebration this year too. Absolutely. So anyway, Valentine's Day, is that a big holiday in your home? I'm thinking knowing you, <laughs> probably not, but I was say, it could surprise me. <laughs> no, 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 no surprises here. Yeah. Valentine's Day is, yeah, there's this cynical thread that runs through my family and I asked my daughter what she thought. And she goes, oh, mom, that's just a, a holiday created by a card company. And I asked my son, he goes, wasn't that just created by a card company? Who cares? <laughs> and I, of course, I asked Jeff, my husband, and he's a little more, he likes Valentine's Day, although we don't really do anything special for Valentine's Day. He at least doesn't have that cynical thing that the rest of us have. I asked my younger son who is single and it's like, what's that? <laughs> so that's so funny. Yeah. I think my husband Rob must be related to like <laughs> you and Katie and Greg. Yeah. Because that's what he has always said, that it's a commercial holiday created by Hallmark. Yeah. And I remember our very first Valentine's Day together. I was so sensitive back then. Well, I'm still sensitive, but I like to show it through cards. Mm -hmm. So I seriously would go to the card store before any event and I would spend hours picking out the perfect card and then equal amount of time writing the perfect words into this card. So our very first Valentine's Day, Rob gets up, there's a you know red card sitting on the table he opens it, reads it. Well, I hold on to cards. And I guess that's something he never learned because like five minutes after I gave it to him, I'm like, where's the card? I'll put it on the mantle. It's like I threw it away. <laughs> I was so distraught and so upset that he threw that card away that I'm thinking never, never again am I getting you a card. While that is not true, now I go for the funny cards that are short and quick. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. But Rob did have a good comeback. He did say to me after I had my meltdown, and it wasn't a little one, that, <laughs> Michelle, this is one day of the year. Why would I hold showing my love for you to one day of the year? Oh, good answer. I have 364 other days I can show you love. And that's what I choose to do. <laughs> oh, good answer. Good yeah, answer, he, Rob. Yeah. He's a little bit smooth. Yeah. No kidding. And quick on his feet too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I was thinking kind of back throughout my life as to why Valentine's Day is important to me or why it is a day that I like to celebrate or at least give a nod to. And it really goes all the way back to childhood. Like when I think of Valentine's Day as a young child, I remember getting cards and cute little stuffed animals and boxes of chocolate, yum, from grandparents, parents, aunts and uncles. And it just being a day where they gave me things and I felt love. <laughs> Do oh. you remember that from your childhood? Um, no. <laughs> Although, okay, and I'm just going to say, I mean, we we celebrated Valentine's Day. We liked it at school because there was always a Valentine's Day party and everyone brought Valentine's and the teachers always said, be sure to bring a Valentine for everyone so no one gets left out. And and then there was usually cupcakes. And so it was always fun to do that part. My family never really celebrated Valentine's Day. I think we would get a card from my grandparents in the mail. We didn't live close to them. That usually had a dollar in it, which was always fun to get a dollar. And yeah, so no, I I don't have a lot of memories of Valentine's Day other than the Valentine's Day parties. Right. And going into elementary school, you move from your parents and your family showing you all this to what you were just talking about, having those school parties. You know, that whole week being a celebration, making your Valentine mailbox so people could drop the... the <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that part of it. Yes. And that was so fun. And then the anticipation of the party and our school sometimes did like parades where we all wore our silly Valentine's Day hats we made and walked (laughs) around the school. It was really cool. But I do remember one Valentine's Day in elementary school was during sixth grade because I will never forget it. One kid, and I'll call him a big (laughs) shit because that's what he is. He put rabbit poop and all the girls' Valentine's Day cards and then dropped them in their mailbox. So when we opened it, they were filled with rabbit poop. Who who does that? It's like, uh, but that Jerk. is, yeah, but that is such a 12-year-old boy move. I mean, really. <laughs> I know, but as a girl, it's like traumatizing. You're wondering if you're the only one that got a Valentine's filled with poop because a lot of times you <laughs> well, don't open them at school. You waited till you got home. True. Good point. Good point. Yes. And- That was kind of devastating. That is a little disgusting. (laughs) And then you go to high school and it gets maybe a little more devastating because they always had those flower sales where you could send a flower to someone if you wanted and they would like deliver it to third period. And you're waiting, just hoping, hoping, hoping somebody sent you a flower, but it never happened for me. I don't I know. think I ever got a flower. I, I don't. Well, period. yeah, I don't think I ever did either. Well, and I remember a couple of times when like the student government also had like a quartet who would come to the room and sing some song to you, you know, and it's always great if you have a boyfriend or if you have someone you know is going to send you a flower. But and this was my daughter's point. She said, yeah, but mom, there's so many people who are alone on Valentine's Day, especially in high school. <laughs> it's the most painful day of the year because it just reminds you of how alone you are. And when everyone else is getting flowers and someone's singing to them and their Valentine's Day dates, not to mention the Sadie Hawkins Day dance, which was always the weekend around Valentine's Day. And uh, yeah. That Sadie Hawkins dance always reminds me of going to the skating rink and having the girl ask the guy dance. I hated that too. Yes, I know. I know. It's like, ah, yeah. So, and fortunately for me, I mean, Jeff and I met right after I graduated from high school. So I always had a Valentine to send me flowers and 
we'd go out to dinner and, but it always seemed kind of forced. It was like, yeah, you know, I kind of go with your husband, Rob's thought of, we have 365 days a year to celebrate. We don't need Valentine's day, but again, that's the cynic in me. And that's your perspective. It probably wasn't Jeff's perspective. He was probably so excited to celebrate you on those days. (laughs) Well, I do remember. (laughs) (laughs) And I do remember one year and I probably contributed to it. I probably made him feel really guilty because he was traveling over Valentine's day and I was home with the kids and I was probably a little put out. And he, so he really went to an effort to make sure he sent me flowers. And that was in the days when money was an issue and you just didn't go out and buy a dozen roses because it was expensive. And I had told him, I said, don't do it. It costs too much. You know, I don't want you to waste our money on roses. And, but he did it and he sent me roses, but he had sent me pink roses because that's where that was the flower at my wet our wedding. So he'd sent me pink roses. Well, the roses arrived at like 10 o'clock at night on Valentine's Day, and they were yellow roses, and they were dead. (laughs) And I was so mad. And I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at the florist, because it's like, you're kidding me. You're delivering yellow dead roses to me at 10 o'clock at night on Valentine's Day? You know, I get Valentine's Day as a very busy day for florists. And maybe you get the color wrong, but you don't deliver dead roses. Is that like an omen or? Right. The only explanation we had was he probably drove around all day with those roses in the car in Anchorage, Alaska, in probably zero degree weather. They probably froze while he was delivering flowers all day. And so by the time they got to my house at 10 o'clock at night, they were dead because they were just too exposed to the cold air. Right. And the doorbell probably woke your kids up in bed. <laughs> yes. Sleeping. Yes, it did. And But that cured Jeff also sending me flowers <laughs> because I just said, and to this day, I don't care if he sends me flowers on Valentine's Day. I would prefer he didn't just because, you know, the florist jack up the prices and usually the flowers aren't as great as they would be any other day of the year just because florists are so busy. So anyway, that's my Valentine's Day story. Yeah. Why would you send flowers when you could send jewelry? Right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie because I did decide this year that because you and I are usually together in January traveling with our husbands on business. And we usually make a special trip to a jewelry store with our husbands. Yes. And And it is such a special trip that do you want to share what they did for us last time we were there? uh, No, you go ahead. Because it was it was really because of you guys that it happened. I know, but I think I stole your thunder by like jumping in there. And no, (laughs) no, go for it. So we ordered some jewelry while we were there and it took a couple days for it to come in and it finally arrived like on a Friday, I think. And we show up to meet with our sales associate and she had champagne mm-hmm. and she brought oranges from yeah. her backyard to make us <laughs> yes. mimosas. She even brought an orange squeezer. Is that what it's called? Or a, Yeah. That's what she brought and she made us mimosas. And I thought that was fabulous customer service. And we go back to see her every year. She actually sends us cards. Yeah. And that was actually, did that just happen last year? Or was that two years ago that that happened? I can't remember. Nobody really cares anyway. Well, I think it was two years ago because this year you had to fly back because grandson was going to be born. Right. Yeah. So it was a year before. Yeah. But I was explaining to my kids that that's, that's the treatment you get some, in some jewelry establishments when you spend enough money is you get a little private room in the back, you get champagne, you get a salesperson who brings oranges off their tree and, and makes them our mimosas. And my kids' jaws were dropping. They were like, really? That happens? It was wonderful. I felt really spoiled. I know. It was a fun, fun day. And you got some fabulous jewelry. And so did I. I mean, I'm not a big jewelry person, as you know, but 
I got some great pieces that day. And the funny part is, I'm not a big jewelry person either. It just was, I think, just being all together and going shopping with our husbands and having, it was the experience. Right. And that salesperson made the experience for us. She really knew how to treat us. Yes, she did. And I'm so thankful for her. Yep. It was very, very fun. But we didn't get that experience this year because of COVID, because we didn't get our annual trip together. So I decided, well, I'm just going to do this myself. (laughs) I'm not going to wait for anyone else. I'm just going to get online. So I did just order myself a little piece of jewelry. And I told Jeff, just for the record, you bought me a very lovely piece for Valentine's Day this year. (laughs) And he was pleased because he didn't have to pick it out. (laughs) A pat on the back for Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that maybe we would do this whole shopping excursion in Vegas when we're there for March Madness, if that still happens. Right. Because I have to find a wedding dress yet to wear to the wedding. Yes, you do. And I think, yeah, if March Madness happens, oh, we're going to squeeze in our shopping time. Although that's not the location that we have the great salesperson. And so I don't know if we'll be able to get the same experience, but we'll have to create a new experience and do a little shopping when we're in Vegas. I'm more excited about finding a dress for you for the wedding than you probably are. I'm just like, we could shop. We could. And I did, I call you the other day and say, I found the perfect dress for you for the wedding, (laughs) even though it really wasn't. (laughs) I was already thinking about it. Well, it might be for the rehearsal dinner. Right. I think it will be. But anyway, again, I digress. I never stay on topic. We could get back to our Valentine's Day. (laughs) Well, we talk about shopping and it just (laughs) throws an energy into us that is buzzing and we get so excited. So yeah, going back to Valentine's Day though. So you do it as a young child, elementary school, high school, and then you become a mom and it becomes all about the kids and wanting to do that for the kids, right? Helping them fill out their Valentine's, picking the perfect piece of candy to go on the outside because you want your kid to give good candy. At least I did. Right. But we hit, I think we were on the outer edge of where they said no treats, no cupcakes because of allergies. So it became about just doing cards and they left out the candy and the treats part of Valentine's Day, which for me, you might as well not have Valentine's Day if you don't have the candy. Because those candy hearts, oh my God, I could eat bags of those. Those conversation hearts? Yeah, I love those. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I think they taste horrible. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, and but it has to be the bigger size, not the small size, because the small size are always like bricks. But the bigger size have more flavor and they're soft. And uh, I could eat bags of them. They don't taste like chalk. That's what they taste like to me. Oh, no. <laughs> I love them. The yellow ones, they're banana flavored. I love them. They're great. Well, now I know what to get you for Valentine's Day. I know, but you know, we now shop online. We don't go into grocery stores anymore. And I haven't been able to find them online. And it's it's disturbing. I bet we could find them at Amazon. I know. And I didn't I didn't look for them on Amazon. I just looked for them through our grocery store. But yeah, we could look on Amazon. Well, let me look on Amazon for you. I will send you some conversation hearts because I think it's fabulous because I I thought they were gross. But if you like them, all the power to you. Yeah. So your treat for Valentine's Day then would be chocolate? Oh, I love chocolate. If I eat a treat, it has to be chocolate. Well, I guess I like Skittles, but Ooh. mostly chocolate. Yeah. Did you gag? I did. I hate Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't. Well, I won't get you Skittles. <laughs> yeah, don't get Skittles. My kids loved Skittles growing up. That was like those and um, air nerds, I think, whatever they were called. But ugh, anything that's that fruity, sour stuff, yuck. <laughs> right. And I'll just say because my kids liked them too. It was called Airheads, I believe. Oh, Airheads. My air. <laughs> my kids love them. <laughs> So if anyone's buying me a, a gift, uh, chocolate, peanut butter, like Reese's, oh, I, I think that's probably my favorite and the one that will always get a good reaction. Oh, good to know. Good to know. And then as your kids grow up, they no longer want the sweet stuffed animals and the cards from you. They want like gift cards. Right. 
for Valentine's Day. Did you experience that also? I did, but you know me. I don't do gift cards. I don't believe in them. So my my kids, okay. And I, I do have an exception to that rule. Growing up, they get to an age in their stockings at Christmas, they would get, you know, usually some sort of gift card. But yeah, I'm not a gift card person. Don't believe in them. Well, that tradition even extends to right now with my boys because they are all getting a gift card to somewhere, probably their favorite place to eat or one of their favorite places to eat so they can go to dinner or something on Valentine's Day or one of the other 364 days of the year. Yeah, you're so good because I actually didn't even consider doing anything for my kids for Valentine's Day. And you know what is so ironic about this? It's really more than ironic. It's pretty pathetic of me because Valentine's Day is actually a really important day to my mom because it was the day my dad asked her to marry him, which I didn't find out until I was an adult. But so it's a very important day to her. And I have to remember to send her a Valentine's Day card, especially since she's still alone in Alaska because of COVID. I'm going to do that today. So she gets it by Valentine's. And then you need to tell that story again when we do our wedding episode in a couple of weeks. Oh, I will. I mean, that's that's the sum and the substance of the story that I can think of. My mom just, I asked her once because she always sends my kids Valentine's Day cards to this day. You know, my adult children still get a Valentine's Day card from her. But she told me. With a dollar in it? (laughs) Probably. You know, this is the other thing that my mom would. I thought was very clever of her. For birthdays, she sends the dollar amount of the year they're turning. And she does do that to this day. So like my son just turned 31 and she sent him a birthday card that had $31 in it. I love that. I know, right? I just think that is the best gift. And so every year they knew exactly how much was going to be in their card and no one ever feels cheated. No one, And she she doesn't have to remember how much she gave them last year because she just doesn't matter because if they turn 18, they get $18. And it, she used to do it in dollar bills so they could count the dollars. But then, you know, when you hit a certain age, that's too many dollar bills to put in a card. And she always mailed them. Even when we lived in the same town with her, she always mailed them. So then she started doing fives and tens to hit the amount. But I did laugh because I thought, okay, my son turned 31 and she's still doing that. She's still sending their age. I imagine Greg especially loved getting those dollar bills because now he's an accountant. Maybe that's where his love of numbers started, Um, being able to count out those bills. You know, I don't, all three of my kids equally loved it. But Eric, my youngest, my mom always kind of had it not really a special thing for Eric, but like whenever he went over to his ho- her house, she would also hide dollar bills in the house. And if he found them, he got to keep them. And that was just a game that she had with him, with no one else. No, I don't think, I think I'm the only other person that knew about that game. And it was because one time he went over there and he opened up a book and there was a dollar bill in it. That was just random. My mom didn't plant it there. And she said, I guess, Eric, if you found it, you can keep it. And he was probably four or five at the time. So the dollar bills she sends in his cards always have a little bit more meaning to him than it does to the other two, because it it reminds him of that game that she used to play with just him. Wow. There's a story in that. I love that. I know, right? And you're a children's author. You should should create a story from that. I know I have to finish the one I'm working on, but then that inspires me for my next story. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I would love to be the inspiration or my mom to be the inspiration of your next story. That would be great. Well, if you haven't guessed yet, Suzanne, you inspire me quite a bit. So thank you for that. Oh, That's a contribution in my life. Yeah. But I just want to point about that yet again. I have gotten off topic. I have digressed. I'm now talking about dollar bills and birthdays. And and (laughs) you got to bring us back to Valentine's Day. Okay, so now we're back to Valentine's Day. And we've gone through the different stages. And now we're to the stage where our kids are a little bit older. We're wives. 
How do you celebrate Valentine's Day with your husband? Is there a memorable Valentine's Day that you've had or? No, (laughs) there isn't. Again, we really don't celebrate Valentine's Day. And it is something that it is not important to us. I don't know why. And obviously, Jeff doesn't do flowers for me anymore, which is perfectly okay with me. So we won't do anything for Valentine's Day. It comes and goes and, and we're both okay with that. So what about you? You don't even order like a heart shaped pizza or something? No, we don't. We did. You should. We should do that. Well, we could maybe this year. Maybe we'll, I'll look for a heart shaped pizza. We did. Okay. This was pretty cool (laughs) because we do Chick-fil-A curbside all the time. And it was my son's turn to go pick it up the other day. And he, we had ordered the grilled chicken nuggets, which we all love. So we got the family size and they put them in a heart shaped tin. And we all thought that was so cool. <laughs> they put them in a heart shaped tin. So, so I will be inspired. I will maybe look for a heart shaped pizza that we can order. Look at Papa Murphy's. Okay. We'll look at Papa Murphy's. The take and bake. I think they have one. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Good idea. So what about you and Rob? What do you guys do for... I don't know that there's something we do specifically. But years ago, we had some very good friends of ours decide to do a Valentine's Day dinner. And they invited eight couples. Jeff and I were invited and we couldn't go that week. Right. Well, be thankful you couldn't go just because <laughs> I know you wouldn't want to share your emotions. Oh, I'm getting to what happened at this dinner. <laughs> which was wonderful. I loved it. Everybody loved it. But there were two people, one being Rob, who just went, eh. it was. <laughs> so anyway, we get invited to this wonderful Valentine's dinner. You had to be a part of a couple. So eight couples were invited. Our friends went to great lengths to make it feel like we were in an old Italian restaurant. Oh, how fun. Yes, the Chianti bottles with the wax dripping off them. Wonderful Italian meal. I think their daughters or the oldest daughter, at least, and maybe her friends were serving us and cleaning and clearing the plates. So the dinner was wonderful. The dessert was wonderful. But the other part of this dinner was everyone needed to come prepared with something to do or say or share with the people about their spouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm a writer. I love to write. And as I said, I'm sentimental. So I took hours, hours writing what I wanted to say about Rob. Now, an hour before the dinner started, he's like, I'm not going. This is stupid. I'm not going to get up in front of all these people and say exactly what I love about you. I'm not doing it. So I started to cry and we ended up going. Oh, no. And as we're sitting there, you know, I have butterflies in my stomach. I'm so nervous to read about what I wrote and share my feelings with everybody. And I had no idea what Rob was going to say or do. So they're going around. We had one guy who brought his computer so he could play music and sing to his wife in front of everybody. Oh, it was awesome. (laughs) He really put himself out there. We had people writing poetry. We had the whole spectrum of things you could do to show your love. So it comes to my turn and I get up and I read this. And of course, it's like three pages long. So people are probably like, get over it already. (laughs) But I had my moments and I must have taken Rob's time too, because when it came to his turn, he's like, I don't have anything to say. He didn't say anything, <laughs> nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, but not surprising. Yeah, not surprising. I felt pretty bad. And then there was one lady who didn't have anything to say either. And so the two of them declined getting up to speak. And then the following year, our friends at another location, it was actually the gentleman who sang for his wife, decided to host the dinner. Wow. Same premise, same idea. This time... I didn't write as much. It was maybe a page because people had already heard it before. Rob did say something. Oh. Want to know what he said? Yeah, of course I want to know. He stood up in front of everybody who were giving heartfelt statements about their spouses or significant others. And he said, roses are red, shamrocks are green. I'll see you in bed if you know what I mean. (laughs) Wink. 
I thought that he got a huge reaction. Laughing and uh, applause. Of course he did. And I'm like, of course, you steal the show with your stupid poem. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, hey, Michelle, I told you if I go, it's going to be what it is. But at least that year, he said something. Good for him. Yes. And then I decided moving forward, no, no, we don't need to go to any more of these dinners. But I think they kind of faded out afterwards anyway, because I don't remember getting another invite. Maybe people were just horrified (laughs) by what Rob said, but I don't know. They probably just fizzled out. Yeah, there's a time and place for everything. And yeah, it did its time. It was very much fun. And it was good to celebrate with so many good friends and stuff. But There was a little pressure on it also, and glad Rob brings the comic relief. He always does. How would you have handled that situation? If you were in that room and all eyes were on you to profess your love to Jeff? Well, and I'm honestly, honestly recalling that it was quite a dilemma for us. As you were telling this story, which you and I have talked about before, and I think that's how we handled that situation is we just didn't go. I think that was it. I think we are not people who publicly express our feelings for each other. And I think we both would have been really, really uncomfortable doing that. And so I think that was the reason we didn't attend, in all honesty. But Jeff does proclaim his love for you. And I think it's three words. Do you remember what those words are? Everlasting vision of loveliness. Yes. I love when he says that to you. (laughs) I know. And he takes that. I don't know if you know that, but he takes that from our wedding when at our reception, and this was in the 80s before there, it was regular videoing of weddings. And our photographer happened, we were the first wedding they had ever, ever videoed. And they decided at the reception to get a little comment from some of the guests at our wedding about us that we could reflect back on over our years of marriage. And when my mom and dad got the mic, my dad said to us, his message to us was, I hope you have as many happy years together as your mom and I have. Well, over the years, when Jeff told that story, he exaggerated a little bit every year until it became my dad said to my mom that she was his everlasting vision of loveliness. And so then it went from my dad saying it to my mom on this video to Jeff saying it about me (laughs) whenever anyone asks my everlasting vision of loveliness. Oh, I love that story. I never knew the background to it. So thank you for sharing that today with me and everybody listening. (laughs) Yeah, well, but he will still refer to me as his everlasting vision of loveliness. I love that. And aren't dads the best with their toasts and the the things they want to share? I remember when Rob and I got married, I don't remember exactly everything my dad had to say, except I got a couple tears in my eyes and I laughed a lot, but he was quoting out of Dr. Laura's book. Really? I think it's the proper care and feeding of a husband. Is that the name of her book? I think that is the name of her book. <laughs> Then he gave me the copy afterwards with his highlighted notes and stuff. (laughs) He did not, did he really? Yeah, yeah, I have it in English. Wow. It's one of those keepsakes I can't get rid of. It's in my wedding box. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Here's the difference, because I think my mom and dad gave us a family Bible, which which is a keepsake for me. (laughs) I got my Bible when I turned 18, so maybe I was a little bit of a hellion. No, I'm kidding. I, I wasn't. It just was a gift for my 18th birthday, which I appreciate and still have today also. (laughs) My sister, she was a hellion. (laughs) And I've thrown her under the bus today because if she's listening, she's going to be on an episode in the next couple of weeks. Right. She'll say something about it because that's what she does. (laughs) She's a middle child. She says. Oh, I know. I can't wait to have her as a guest on our show. That will be very fun. Yeah, I can't wait either because while you are honest and you just put things out there, you've got some kind of decorum about it or the way you say it is thought about. She's the same way, but she doesn't have that filter. So whatever comes to mind comes out of her mouth. So she's 
completely hilarious. So I think it'll be a fun episode. It will be a fun episode. Yeah. And you really are throwing her under, under the bus. I hope she doesn't change her mind about coming on after she listens to no. this episode. No, she'll just get more mean. <laughs> that was her nickname as a kid. My uncle called her Mean Teen. Wow. Mean Teen, because her name was Christine. Oh, wow. But I really don't want to put that out there if it sounds like I'm throwing her under the bus too much because she's my younger sister and I love her and I always took care of her. And Oh, no. She's just feisty. Feisty. If she's feisty, (laughs) she can handle it. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely can. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know she is too, because she is already asking me about, you're not going to edit my words out, are you? And I'm like, no, (laughs) Riley might, Daniel might. Unless, Michelle, you have any other questions or topics about Valentine's Day uh, you want to talk about, I think now is a good time to maybe transition to what we have coming up on future episodes. Like your sister, I know we have an episode about weddings that we're going to talk about, but if you have more Valentine's Day, let's let's put that out there. Otherwise, let's let's throw some teasers out there for what's coming up. Okay, I'm looking forward to the teasers. I really am. Those will be fun. But I might put you on the spot here for a moment. And if you want to decline, you can. Okay. But why don't we do a fun shout out to our husbands for Valentine's Day? And would you share with us the first five words that come to mind when you think of Jeff? And then I'll do the same for Rob. Okay. Well, you go for Rob because I have to think about the five words I would use to describe Jeff. Okay. I don't have anything written down, so I'm going to have to pull it from somewhere. Okay. The five words I would describe Rob with. Giving. Oh, that's good. Hilarious. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, you got two. Let me put... Jeff is tenderhearted. That's probably not the first thing he wants me to describe him as, but he is very tenderhearted. And he is extremely funny but he has a very dry sense of humor. Rob is quick-witted. Yes, he is. And he makes everybody feel at ease and comfortable. And the last one is love of my life. Oh. He's a lot of work, but I'm up for the challenge. So do you have have your last two or are you good at three? (laughs) Um, Well, Jeff is the love of my life. And I just want to say, I'll just interject here, and I mean this sincerely, is I love him more today than I did the day I married him. And I I say this like every five years, and it's so deeply true that it's like, I think that's what true love is, is you, the person you're with, you love more every single day than you did the, not every single day, there are days I hate him, but... <laughs> Wait a minute, a tender moment. Oh my gosh. In general. See, you just put it out there. Right. I know. But it's true though. You know, and, and let's be honest. I mean, there are days we all hate our husbands and they hate us. I mean, it's like anyone who's who's listening that says, oh no, I've never hated my husband. I don't believe them. You always have a day or two in your life that you hate your husband. But in general, right? in general, it's a love that grows over the years. And from the day I met him, I even will say that the day I married him, I didn't even know what love meant compared to what how I love him today. I love that. And I think Jeff absolutely needs to listen to this episode so he can hear that sensitive side of you come out. I... I'm speechless other than I think you're so, you're so right. You know, marriage and true love is not about the short game. It's about the long game and the journey and getting there together. So gosh, I am again inspired. Thank you. <laughs> sure. And and I could ruin that moment with a comment I was going to make about him listening to the podcast, but I'll, I'll well, ruin it, ruin it because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, because one of the things I hate most about Jeff is he doesn't understand technology and it would be a nightmare for him to actually tune him into a podcast. He would, it would probably take us three days to, for him to figure out how to listen to a podcast. First, you'd have to explain what a podcast is to him and, you know, and that's okay. He's old school, which is great. And he's a very intelligent man and he doesn't really need to know technology. He does not need that in his life, but 
I hate to ruin a good moment, but I'm not going to ask him. (laughs) What I would recommend then is the next time you take a cross-country trip, just put it on your stereo. When you get to select the music or what they listen to, you can do that. Yes, I will do that. I will definitely do that. But you hate your own voice, so you really won't. I know. appeasing me by saying. (laughs) You're right. You're right. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I know what it sounds like because I listen to every episode about five times while editing. So anyhow, I guess before we close up this episode, we wanted to give a couple teasers as to what's coming up. Yes. And I know that your sister is going to join us. You explain that episode quickly. I think the best topic for her would be middle child. And I love that. Yes, I'm not a middle child. And you're the middle of five somewhere. Are you the second oldest or the I am the second oldest, but I'm the oldest daughter. So I can't, I do not consider myself a middle child because I'm the oldest daughter. Well, you were the middle child for a couple years before um, your sister was born. Because you had the two brothers around you. Yeah, but I wouldn't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, so middle child. So sibling relations or... Position in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good topic. And then we have the wedding episode coming up where we're going to give Katie a mic and give Eva a mic. And the four of us are going to talk everything wedding. Right, because Katie is a relatively new bride. And we spent a lot of time planning her wedding. She's not relatively new. They've been married for five years now. But it's still fresh in our minds planning her wedding. And Eva is the one marrying Jimmy, your son. So she has a lot of questions. She does. And it's so funny, because she was listening to an episode. And she's like, I've got to talk to Suzanne. I want to hear what she has to say. I didn't know she was such a wedding planner. I'm like, I can make that happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I can't wait because I could talk weddings all day and all night. <laughs> okay. Maybe these teasers aren't a good idea because people are probably rolling their eyes saying, we're going to shoot <laughs> out of that one. Um, but No, that'll be a very fun episode. It really will. Right. What I'm most excited about is our favorite books. And we're going to also do movies and we're also going to do TV programs. We're going to maybe every month or every other month do a favorites episode. And I was choosing some books the other day, recommendations for a friend whose daughter is getting married. And I was so inspired. It's like, I love this book. I've got to talk about this book. And I won't talk too much about books, but we'll come up with some categories about books and why these are my favorite books. And I know you're not as avid a reader as I am. And you have a very different taste in books. So I think we will complement each other very well. Yes, I think I will be the yin to your yang. (laughs) You will be the yin to my yang, I think, because I do have my list all made out of points I want to touch on during that episode. So I hope I don't distract you too much and have you smacking your head like, what the hell? Why are we even friends? (laughs) That won't be true, but... Oh, you haven't heard what I have to say. I know, but if ever there's an episode I am dying to do, it would be about my favorite books because uh, I have such a passion for books. Yes, I can't wait for that episode because I know you have a passion for it and you're very good about sharing your list every couple months of the books, (laughs) your recommended list. And that's great. Yes. And when we get our website up... Maybe we should just have your book suggestions or your book lists every couple months or something. I think that would be a great addition. Oh, I I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, I have fantasies about being the head of a like a Jenna Bush Hager or an Oprah, where people follow me just because of my book recommendations. (laughs) If I was more social media savvy, I could help you there. But I think we'll have to look at Katie or Eva or someone in the generation. Right. Or that just continues to be a fantasy of mine. Oh, let's (laughs) make it a reality. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be happy just to have an episode about favorite books. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's our next episode after this Valentine's Day episode. That's what we're doing next. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. And I want to do in the next couple of months, one on intuition. 
and spirituality and how that all comes together. So keep looking for that, if that interests you at all. And my intuition says it does. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, well, with all that shared, I guess this is another episode for the books, an episode of love and celebration and (laughs) sensitivity. Yeah. Happiness. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for being here today. And we really look forward to these next couple months and all the things that are coming up. So we hope you'll join us and toast with us and cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting. The biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.